y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're now tapping into the people I live with that you need to dissect and discuss. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. You almost made it. See? I this told you. I could not. Where I never <laughs> get to intro my own <laughs> because somebody has to mess me up. But that's okay. It's all love. This is, this is the people I live with. The show we can do dissect and discuss our experiences as pastors, kids. I'm your host, Edgar Green. I'm your other host, Jonathan Green, or John Green for short. Yes, then we have our cousin here, all the way from Kansas City, Missouri. What's up, Courtney? This is Courtney. Courtney Green, our, uh, the uh, uh, partner in crime, if you will. Yeah, you know, the fun I'll throw that out there. You want to have a good time, you want to have fun, you call Courtney. It's a good oh, time. Yeah. Big fact. He's also the tallest cousin, so there's that. That is a big fact. I'm the tallest member of the family. Big facts. Big facts. <laughs> emphasis, emphasis on big facts. So yeah, so Courtney lives in Kansas City now with his wife. Shout out to Rika. Hi guys. Rika. And there and Courtney won't be having a well Courtney won't be having a baby. His wife will be having a baby. But Courtney will be welcoming <laughs> a baby soon. So we have a new cousin. You know, in the in the mix, okay. Because yes. the one thing about greens is, when the Bible said be fruitful and multiply, the greens take that very seriously, okay. That, yeah. Our parents, y'all, y'all take that very serious. Y'all, y'all do not be playing about being fruitful and multiplying. Oh, yeah. That's one thing for sure. We for real have an entire clan full of, full of members now. The green man will never go instinct. I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Never, mm-hmm. ever, ever. No time soon. Definitely. Not no time soon. <laughs> never, 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 never. So, and because Courtney, I have a boy, my is still here, so. That's hey. true, Courtney, but we have a boy next month. So, yeah. Had all these girls, man. We we got to. So, you get nervous. Am I having actually the first? I am. You are. The first legitimate, general, like, legitimate boy, green boy. Yeah. As yeah. a man, I am. Hey, shout out to Blood me. Blood male. Oh, the first, yeah. Legit. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. are here. We got to replenish our ranks. Oh, yeah. That's okay. true. That's true. Actually, yeah, because. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, David's like, got all girls. David's got all girls. Justin got all girls. Yep. Ariel has a. We see that. Well, there's Gabriel, but I'm the first male. So technically, yeah. my blood would be the one to start off. The all right, Courtney. All right. All right. He's, yeah. so, proud. He's so proud of that. <laughs> the, first, the, first ma- the first male that won't have to change their name. There you That's go. True. <laughs> That's true. That's right. That's true. Are you excited? Are you nervous? Like, you feel you um, good? I'm a little bit of both. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I don't know why the Lord gives me this, trust me with this responsibility. If, <laughs> You know, well, we're just gonna we're gonna see how this works out. So. Okay, that's a good attitude towards parenting. I love it. It's the first kid, so you know I'm gonna I'm gonna mess him up. I already know him. He'll be, he'll be all right. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be okay. He'll be, he'll be okay. He'll be all right. So, we all turned out all right. I think. We all turned think out okay. okay. He'll be okay. You know, my parents left us at church for 27 hours a day. <laughs> Am said so. I mean, we're fine. So, you know, uh, you know, okay, it's okay, it's okay, but yeah, so Courtney 
was with us in the in the trenches. No, I'm just kidding. Courtney was with us. Nah, nah, he, nah. In the trenches. You were right. Trenches. You, you had that right. He, he listened. Courtney was in there shooting in the gym with us. No, I'm playing. But, <laughs> but Courtney, Courtney was with us at Metro. The long hours, you know, just growing up in, in Metro. So, you know, he definitely can relate to everything that we have talked about in this show and he can definitely will be able to give a lot of good insights on what it's like growing up in church number one but as a pastor's kid yeah. number two so Courtney first of all I'm gonna start off by asking you you know what were the perks of being a pastor's kid if any if you feel like there were any um no I definitely had some perks um it made it a lot easier for one most of my people that I encountered with um are from the church. I don't consider them as friends. The majority of them are family. Shout out to everybody else that grew up with us. Yeah. Um, shout out, to it. Shout, out to t- shout out my twins. Shout out Bree, uh, Candice, Jazz, all of them. Everybody that was there. The Jacksons. man. The both of the Jacksons. Auntie Terry, Brother Kenny, all of them, all of their kids, John. Oh my God, uh, yeah. All of them, like those were like, those are forever like extended family. Like yeah. those, they definitely made things a lot. A lot easier. A lot more fun. Cause you know, even when we were in the trenches and stuff like that, especially like summer vacations, like, you know, they were always with us in some part or some capacity, whether it was going to, you know, Six Flags, where they was, you know, tagging along with trips. They made the, you know, every every church event we were there doing putting together with them too. So I mean that just it always made, you know, we always made memories <laughs> voluntarily and involuntarily. And involuntarily. <laughs> okay. So, which is so it was that to me, I mean, it kind of gave me my basis, my foundation, because a lot like outside of church, like I really didn't have I mean well, I can't really say that because I play bad. I play sports too, but my core, my family, my friends came from church, so that would be like my my benefit for sure. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, because we definitely like even thinking back on it, like up until like we like me and my we our branch of the family moved, like the only friends I had were the leadership kids, us, the, the greens and the leadership kids. That was it. No doubt. See, and that's crazy. I have, um, we talked about on the first episode, my friends actually weren't leadership kids. So that I feel like I might've been the only one who like, was like, and I, I don't say that like, there's like beef cause there's no beef, but like I, we, we were, I'm cool with them. It's just like, I don't know. I just had well, I mean, for most of them, I mean, your, your, your parents, well, not your parents, your, your friends, they were still, at Metro though, so like yeah. even if you kids, your friends came from church. Yeah. So, so like, and that's me because I mean, even outside of that, we all went to, you know, Gateway, Tower Grove. Yeah, that's <laughs> Tower Grove. You know, all of those schools like that. So, in majority of those kids, at especially early on, like they were going to the same schools as us too. So like even mm-hmm. like like their kids and they was coaching and playing like, you know. In the like in the in the schools as well as in the church too. So we really we had it on all on all cylinders, which is really cool in in certain uh, aspects too, because it just it really gave you that community, that community vibe, that ability for sure. Yeah, yeah, I 
I agree. I agree. So what pressures did you feel, if any, again, going, you know, being a pastor's kid? Because, you know, like you, like to give context, we should have said this in the beginning. So like you grew up in Metro with your mom, shout out to you guys, and you know, so being that your family and your dad, Uncle Mark, that, you know, your your parents are pastors and things like that, you're like in the church, did you feel any pressures? Well, sure. Uh, I mean, we definitely had, and we all feel this, we can all attest to it, like we felt the pressure of being, leading a legacy, you know, uh, pressure of being in leadership. Obviously, um, most of us in some regards just kind of fell into it. Like, I mean, Johnny, y'all have literally been doing like sound and tech and everything since, you know, I can remember, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, same thing with like, you know, us, we've been in some some form of ministry or on a ministry team. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember even helping y'all when we first got, you know, the video with the cameras and stuff like that. We mm-hmm. had the, uh, the camera ministry and getting that together. Like, I was part of that. Yeah. Part of the helping grandpa, like, Ooh. you know. Community care, like, day. Community, <laughs> care day. community care day. Community care day. You know, the you know the mecca of all where it all started for the majority of us was you know uh, urban kids club yeah. you know we all had to play some type of part whether we had to sing dance mime you know yeah. we, you know lead a devotional prayer or pledge allegiance or something like that right you know so it always you know that they kind of expected a lot of the people especially in the church kind of expected us to take on that mantle um, especially like, and they still do with our parents getting older and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Everyone that's still in Metro, or just not even just I'm not in Metro, just in leadership in general. Like, we have a, a huge calling as far as leadership on us. Because even, you know, and I'm a clown day when he gets here, not, you know, he's a deacon. Right. I mean, but even like, even, you know, I, Gabby's still taking, like, she's part of the leadership for the youth department um, yeah. for Metro Youth. Shout out to Metro Youth. Shout out to your parents for starting that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, even like for me, like the church that I go to now in Kansas City, Refreshing Waters, shout out to Pastor King, yeah, Pastor exactly. Frank. Um, they, you know, they came from Metro. And so literally when I came here, they just, I mean, he jokingly, but he had an expectation of me, you know, falling in line and still helping out with ministry. Um, and that's kind of been our conversation that we've been having with them. Lately, here, even me and my wife just here lately, just like, okay, well, you know, we got people transitioning now. So, I mean, that expectation, that, well, I wouldn't even say expectation. It's literally, a, I, the way I view it now, I have no other choice but to see if any plan that it is a calling in our life. You know, we are yeah. called in some type of capacity to be in leadership, whether it be corporate, whether it be literally hands on in the church, or even outside. Like, that's just, you know, just, we were, Bread to do that for whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But lately I've never like thought about this, but the thought lately just came to mind, like going back to what you said, Courtney, about, you know, people expecting us, you know, the carry the mantle. Do you feel like and John, you can answer this question too, like do you feel like as the male cousins it was more on you? Because, like as a girl, like I felt it, but I don't I don't know, like being that you guys are males and you guys are like the male greens, do you feel like it was put more on y'all than like the female cousins at all? Like, you, you know, like, do you feel like oh. it was 
Oh, for sure. I mean, especially like if you hear the story, uh, if you know the story of how Metro even started, it was the family. It was the brothers. It was the green boys that started the church. All of the brothers. Obviously, you had Uncle Ray. Shout out Bishop. Bishop Uncle. Um, <laughs> Bishop Uncle. But like literally all of our parents, your dad, your dad, Uncle Chris, Uncle Johnny, my dad, when he was here, when he was living, you know, they all played a major part in the early stages of Metro. So obviously, you know, even if our parents never once put that responsibility on us, we still kind of felt that expectation, you know, even jo like even Joseph and, and, and Johan, you know, shout out to the other cousins. You know, they, 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 there was a pressure at one point, you know, well, you know, your daddy going to pass the church over to you and you're going to be doing this and da, 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 you know. So it kind of put it, there was a pressure for sure. Um, but was it something that's negative? Not necessarily. Um, to me, honestly, that kind of pressure um, just kind of kept me accountable as well. I'm sure I had my rebellion stage and stuff like that, but it, I, I was like a, a prodigal son in a sense. Like I can't stray too far while too hot out at like too hard because I still have this calling on my life. Like I realized at a very early age that no matter how hard I go or how hard I try or run away from it, like it's inevitable. So I might as well, you know, walk it because sooner or later it's going to happen. So, but I mean, early on, especially like the pressures there were pressures growing up with it for sure, especially being in, you know, once your parents, especially once the parents start getting sick, like when yeah. both my uncles had, you know, their heart attacks, your dad and yeah. Uncle Ray had their heart attacks, like the pressures on, you know, Justin, on Johan, on me, you know, yeah. they were, Johnny and David were gone and Chris were gone. So who was the next up in line to take up the mantle before I left and indicated city or before? Johan left to go to school before Johan or Justin, you know, started his family. Like there was a huge pressure, like, you know, especially like when y'all, when y'all left too, like who's going to take over the music ministry? Who's going to yeah. do the cameras? Who's going to take over video? Who's going to, yeah. you know, do all the tech stuff, the tape and booth? Like who's going to, who's going to do that? Who's going to take help Uncle Ray? Like who's yeah. going to do tithe and offering? Like all of those things yeah. for real. All of those really? things, who's going to run the youth? Like those questions, those places, obviously they've been placed on us or like I want to say placed on us. Those are, you know, obviously things that need to be filled, but not necessarily have to be filled by us. Yeah. Some people automatically assume that it would be us. But I, one thing that I do love about our parents is they never was like, well, you know, you got to do such and such. Like they never put yeah. that pressure on that's so that was sure. like so it kind of made it easier to ignore some of the other expectations. Yeah. Interesting. Johnny, what do you think? Um, I would agree like there there was definitely that pressure. Um it but and I would agree I would also agree with it wasn't a good or a bad thing. Um to me it kind of helped me um move in the direction that I needed to uh, as far as like following what the Lord told me to do and different things like that so it's just like it not necessarily that I cared for it all too much at times just because 
Like, it's just like, well, I kind of just, you, you don't know what I want to do. Right. Um, but I don't know. It was just for, for the most part, it's just like, I, I didn't really dwell dwell on it too much just because like, like what Courtney said, like mom and dad were just like, you don't have to do what we do. And since they told us that, like they had to sit down with us even or while, uh, sometime after like everything fell apart here in uh, Pennsylvania. Um, and it was just like, there was just like, you know what, you know, you guys don't have to do what we do. And that settled it for me. And so I kind of just went with my own thing from that, from then on. Um, and what I'm to do is not necessarily, I'm not going to say it's not similar to what my parents have done since as far back as I can see, as far as like media and video and different things like that. As you can see, like I can figure stuff out and it's like, I'm going to make stuff work um, as far as sound, video and different things like that. But for me, that kind of just goes along in the lines of just like, my parents told me I ain't got to do it the same way. So I didn't, for me internally, I didn't really feel that pressure at all. Yeah. Because you can say what you want to say, but my parents said that I ain't got to do this. So my mama said that I ain't got to Say less. <laughs> say less. I ain't from the dude. I know what y'all went through with all of this crap. I ain't doing that. I ain't going through that. That is so funny. That is so funny. Mm. I think it's interesting that, that you guys say that, especially you, Cody, that, like, you know, the pressure made you, like, not stray as much or, like, kind of be, you know, be more in line. Because, actually, sometimes a lot of people, it's, like, the opposite. You know what I mean? The pressure is, like, too much. They're like, you know what? Forget it. I'm doing what I want to do. Forget this. It's too much. So I think it's interesting that, you know, the pressure actually kept you in line. And I think that, that like, I guess we had, like, if you want to call it good pressure, and like, I guess like the right amount of pressure so it was like it kept you in line but it wasn't too much to where like you got overwhelmed and it was like forget it like I'm just gonna do it but so I mean that's good that's good though because like I said sometimes you hear like the pressure is too much forget this church thing forget this pastor thing I'm out yeah. ain't never gonna see me again so yeah, I mean because I mean sure we got those I know that ain't the pastor's kids and all of those guys <laughs> smart and smart comments and you just like you know Lady, you don't even know me, like right. <laughs> you know what I mean, like you, you, you know my parents. Them. You don't know me. Thank you, know me. We got that. We a hundred percent got that. But like I said, it, I have to, I have to give credit to our parents for help relieving that. So, from from what you know, what I'm saying, my mom told me at a very early age. She said, "I'm going to be your best line of defense." Now, a lot of me. You know, it's something keep it hundred and something keep it a buck. If something's going on, whether you was wrong, whether you was right there in the middle of it, you know what I mean? Of course we got stories like that. Yeah. But it was she was there to protect me, whatever in and not whatever image that he had to be preachers kids or to be the you know, the, the leadership kids that are right. messing up or, you know, do whatever because of what it, obviously, you know, everything that we did was ostracized even though like your kid was right there next to us okay <laughs> you know what i mean like right right so i mean 
even if that was the case. But I mean, like I said, uh, all of those things, I, I, I honestly can say that that helped me with their with their support helped me better identify, not be distracted with the stigma, so that I can actually like encounter God, like have an actual relationship with Him. Because yeah. um, just like y'all. Um, well, for the most part, I know, Erica, you got to go to public school. I was in private school my entire life up until college. So um, even when I went to Christian Academy, shout out Christian Academy. Once again, that's where me and your dad and Auntie Pam graduated from. Yeah. Um, there was a, obviously they had a different it was still a Christian school, but they had a different denomination. And so whatever they were teaching me five days out of the week. And what I was learning from Metro six days out of the week, you know, and me, whatever, you know, trying to internalize that and process that at an early age, all of those things really played a factor to help me identify myself in Christ, who I am and what I believe. And, you know, and really, like I said, establish a legitimate relationship with them, despite of who was doing what or what I was doing at the time, you know, it just kind of just made things a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So switching gears a little bit, uh, we want—I sure. want to ask my favorite question out of every <laughs> podcast. I want to talk about church groupies. So, Courtney, oh. have you ever heard my explanation of what a church groupie is? What is a church groupie? So, <laughs> it's not that. I feel I like you know. <laughs> so, a church groupie is. So, I always preface with my definition by saying a groupie does not always be sexual. It can be, but a groupie does not always have to be sexual. It doesn't always have to be like, don't be in a relationship with you. Um, you know, people think, when people think of groupies, they think of, you know, like rappers, athletes, you know, that kind of thing. But past groupies too, honey. And, you know, groupies are people who just, want to just hang around you, be around you, and really they want other people to know that they be around you, you know? So it's people who will come to all your family functions when they low-key weren't invited. They will, you know, they'll be they'll be real federal and show up to, you know, wherever y'all went out to eat, even though then nobody told them. I don't, to this, I don't know how they knew. Hopefully by the end of this podcast, we figure out how they knew where we were. I would say, how did you know that we were going to be on the Applebee's on South King's Highway after church? Who told you? Like, nobody can figure out how they knew. But, but yeah, so church groupies, you know, people who just hang around you like a leech. They won't leave you alone. They're always there. You know, they have their own families. They just hang around yours. So, so right. what are your thoughts on church groupies? Do you think that we have church groupies? What were your thoughts about oh. that? People who would just hang around us like leeches. You know, without saying any names. Without saying any names, please don't say any names. We all know of the. Uh, of, uh, Cause I yeah. feel like we all yeah. know someone who I call our Queen B, and I know you know who I'm talking about. Our Queen B, she's number one. You know, but yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and sure, I mean we had those, but like I said, our friends are like the people that we grew up with have always been around and to this day have been in our weddings. Yeah. So we've got a solid core group for the like for the most part. Like yeah. 
Sure, there were some people, there were some seasonal people or just people who just clung on for the life, for their Ooh, life. Their life. Um, but for the majority, for the most part, I mean, again, like, most of it, for at least, I could just speak for myself. Most of the friends that I had at Metro um, or had at, you know, other places that knew that I was a church kid or knew that I was, well, I guess that really didn't matter because I went to a Christian school and majority of them were parents that were, you know, also held some type of, you know, status in the church, or I wouldn't say status, but they held like yeah. some type of responsibility. Like, they were, you know, yeah, they were part of like, they were involved in their churches too. So like being or hearing that I'm a pastor's kid or that I'm a PK or a PB or a pew baby, if whatever you want to call it, Oh, pew, baby. Um, they okay. really didn't have that much clout for me. Um, now, did I see um, some people job chasing um, as far as some of my other family members? You could, I could say so, or I could, you know, would look at it as such early. But again, that that's just that could be just my perspective. But it wasn't nothing that would, no, it didn't happen to where it affected me. Or like I wasn't annoyed by them. Like I wasn't around majority of the time anyway, especially growing up because we played sports. So we was always going traveling, doing all the stuff like that. I mean, whatever we was doing at the oh, church. That's like, right. Yeah, you guys were out. Like you and Gabby were always like out playing a game. Yeah. Somewhere. Like, yeah, me, Gabby, Johan. Yeah. We were always gone. We always had games, especially during basketball season. Like, yeah. We were always so. We didn't really, I mean, we just, that was kind of our exit. <laughs> that <laughs> really was. But, you know, I can't even say that because we had to balance, like, all of that with church, too. So that wasn't even really like a release or an exit because once we got done playing, especially, like, first of the year, which was basketball season, so January, I would have to leave practice, go to church, for uh, for whatever uh, service that we had, still have a, either a game or, or or practice on Friday. Leave that, come back to church for all night prayer. Like <laughs> so, we <laughs> so that wasn't even really like a a release <laughs> in a sense. Like we just, I don't know how we did that, honestly. Jesus, yeah, how did how did you one, do that? one day at a time? Balance one day at a time. That was it. But basically, John, basically, <laughs> one day at a time. One day at a time. I don't know how we literally worked up on minimal sleep. <laughs> Man, for yeah. sure. Because like we didn't have the luxury either to like catch a bus. Well, at least I didn't. Gabby did. I didn't have the luxury of catching a bus. So my mom had to take me to school, and she's also a teacher. So she had to be at her school at seven something in the morning. So that means I had to be there for before and after care. So I was at my my day started at like five thirty, five o'clock in the morning. That's crazy. And well like that explains because like you're actually the first cousin that we've interviewed that actually didn't have a strong opinion about church movies. Because everybody else had a very strong opinion. Like everybody else was like, nah. Hated it. Yeah, like, I wasn't like, around long enough to really see that. Not, not yeah. that I really too much care. I mean, obviously, when we had our big family functions, where we wanted it to be a little bit more intimate, and obviously there was always somebody that showed up, whether they were invited or not. Like, but and it was annoying, sure. But you know, as long as I had y'all there, I really didn't too much care. 
we were already out, like always outside of doing something that we were supposed you're to right. be doing. So, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you're right. So, always doing stuff we weren't supposed yeah. to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> so I was about to ask you, that was going to be my next question. How did you feel when, you know, people, people would like, come just to. showed up. Yeah, showed up to family holidays, family functions, or even like more vulnerable moments. I said like one of our uncles or whatever, like in the hospital, and like they just show up to the hospital. You know what I mean? Like, how do you feel when people like encroach upon your fam, your family, and your family time? Oh yeah, that after just you know, my always tried to keep my focus on you know what was supposed to be. What was actually going on? So I wasn't too much distracted by the unwanted guests or the un—I wouldn't say unwanted because I don't want to say wanted to sound like, you know, they're you know they all obviously loved our uncles or my uncles, your parents. Yeah. Um, they obviously loved y'all and loved them and had an impact on them on whoever that person was. Mm-hmm. So I cannot sit here and say, especially the relationship that they had, can't speak on that. So where maybe we may say, okay, well, how did you get this thing? You know, whatever. Right. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying? We can't, we obviously, especially growing up, we can't really speak until like, obviously we have later on, like, did I, when somebody else acknowledges and say, how did they even know we, we didn't even invite them, whatever the case was. But then, you know, that, those conversations got it. Um, and especially, and I will say on certain times where it was supposed to be more intimate instead of, you know, it took away from, our like it, our focus or our parents' focus from dealing whatever the situation at hand was, uh, because we had to do it very delicately and very sensitively because other people were around. Right so it could kind of like, in a sense, it kind of prevented some of the healing that we probably needed or stuff that we needed that we was trying to get through and process and go through that we really couldn't because we were still you know amongst others. Mm-hmm. Um, which also, I mean, well, I will say that when I got older, that did a little bit annoying too, especially like because I was, I think it was in high school when your dad had his heart attack. I was for sure in high school, Washington well, College, when Uncle Ray has his, had his heart attack. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, like I could have, I had a bigger take on it. So I processing excessive things. So, um, but I'm always, if you know me, y'all know me, like I'm the one, like, that's going to find a lot of the situation. I'm going to help people make sense of the situation. I'll defuse okay, the situation the yeah. best that I can. I'll try to be as level-headed as yeah. I can. We already know some of us. <laughs> so I feel like my ministry within the family, like, that's needed. Like, Yeah, so yeah you're you right. <laughs> There's some people who are like, I'm going to call you after the problem is solved because if I call you now, it's not, I'm going to call you after I've solved it and just let you know what happened. No, no, definitely call me because I'm also. No, not you, but other people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some people you can't call because they'll just be like, that's it. I'm going to tell you after it happens. I'm going to tell you the story later. Right. We'll tell you after everything has been resolved. It's okay now. Right. But you know what happened. This is what happened, though. What happened, though. We're fine now. We're straight. For sure. It's all good. All good. That's funny, though, because, yeah, like, like, like we, like, we've talked, like, how do people know we are? Like, let's say there's, like, a family issue. Like, like every, a lot of families have family meetings. And, you know, but every other family gets the luxury of 
processing whatever family issue that they have by themselves. Why is it that we or any other pastor's family, why do I have to share my family meeting and my familiar issues with you? Do, like I said last time, do we come to your family and catch all this tea? No. Yeah, my so, issue was always when like something major happened. Like, it, the, like the instances were like, I remember, or the past one, or like when we when we came home for grandma. So if yeah. anybody would have showed up, I would have went off. I already know I would because like in. Uh, I know our parents have been very mindful of posting stuff now, like say on Facebook or I, I know they just all have Facebook. They don't have Twitter or nothing like that. No. So they all post like they, they all, all they post. Facebook, yeah, <laughs> all they do they post that one post to cover everybody, and they all post it, which is which is great, or or a, a variation of it of just like hey. You know, just pray for us, but don't don't come by. Don't come by. This is a family issue. This is a sensitive matter for our family. Like we appreciate your love and everything, but just don't come by. Don't show up. Do it. And I know now since like we're all in our and especially with all the nieces and nephews now, we're all in our mid to. Yeah, mid twenties to mid thirties now, so it's just like. Shout out to all you old heads, Ariel, Chris, the Ariel, Chris, Justin, all y'all, y'all upper thirties, but it's just leading leading into the uh, thirty strong. Yes, Um, right, (laughs) fearless leaders. But it's just like I know now since like the. I've been trying to keep it mindful, like, okay, just, like, we're starting to enter kind of that phase of just being, like, for me, it's just, like, I already know I'm going to be the doorkeeper. I'm going to end up just being doorkeeper and just sitting there because because that's just, for me, that's just my personality, though. Like, I'm, because y'all all know kind of my temperament i i get to a point where it's just like i just can't take it no more and then i just i just go off Johnny that, asks all the questions that needs to be answered i, I will <laughs> not too i will ask the questions that need to be asked whether it is uh according to green etiquette or not if if i see the problem i'm gonna ask about the problem whether yeah. i should be asking about the problem or not because for me, like it's just like if it's something that needs to be dealt with, I'm gonna deal with it. So yeah. if you come over after we explicitly said not to, especially when it when it gets to the point where it's our parents, I I'm just not having it. I will turn into Carol Green's son so fast. <laughs> you will know that I am Carol Green's son. So. Not that Johnny. I'm, I'm still taking part that Johnny said he was gonna be the bouncer at the door. I'm still oh yeah, I'm gonna part. be the bouncer. I'm gonna 100% be the bouncer at the door. Like, what you doing here? Like, we I we explicitly said like, no, thank you for your love and your concern. You can go home. We got this. We good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just bring you something. Don't nobody want that drive. Yeah, we already ordered. Oh. We we already got DoorDash. We good. Okay. 
We got DoorDash. We 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 got catering coming and stuff. We good. We, you all right? Thank nice. you for your cookies, but you can take your cookies right back home, and you can you can eat your you can eat your own baking. I'm sure it's good. Bye. Yeah. Right. And that's why, like, I think I said this on the previous episode, people were like, oh, well, I think, Courtney, you said this somewhere along the lines of this, too. Like, oh, well, you know, they care about our family. They mean well. But it's like, at the same time, it's like, if we tell you not to come and you come anyway, I you, can, I, you can't mean well. Because if you really cared about me, Bro, you already would respect already my wishes. Like, you know they what I mean? They just don't They don't. They don't. If you think... Be all intentions. I y'all have the best intentions, which I said. I mean, which is great. Yeah, yeah. like I, I really do appreciate the best intentions. Like, but for me, yeah. it's the that you know you're not supposed to come over here. Yeah. It gets invasive. It, it honestly yeah. does. It, it definitely invasive. gets invasive. Yeah. yeah. Because you know, like whatever, like we could be in the middle of like a real raw. You feel me? Uh, argument now, as Greens, we know how how our discussions be. You know, they're real, they're intense. You think you would think we actually really fight, but we're actually not fighting. We actually really love each other, but you would think we're actually fighting. You know, so they're like real. Just a normal conversation. Questions. Yeah, they're like real. Yeah, they're like real. What is that? I said situational. Sometimes y'all don't look at that moment. Um, <laughs> I'm not like, yeah, I'm not like, yeah, I'm like, okay, so like, you know, I do actually do love you, right? Like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But in that moment, yes, I mean, I like. In that moment, I'm mad. I'm Crazy. Somebody looking at you crazy. But I do love you on the inside, but just, you know. But yeah, so like we're really in the middle of like a real raw, passionate uh discussion. Okay. We're about to like make a breakthrough. And then we're mm. to the door. Like saying like that that now you never the whole That's why I say I'm about to be the bouncer at every family function now. Like Yeah. Okay. Who said you but I will in? say this. I will say this. Um again, shout out to our parents because they this is probably where we get it from. The fact that they work so well on one accord, like yeah. as far as, you know, information, as far as handling things, as far as like, you know, all of those things. Um, as a whole, corporate, like collectively, like they have, they do such a bang up job at keeping um, the integrity, not just the integrity of the family, but just like, whenever we have those type of moments like mm -hmm. their their response they're quick to you know to handle the situation divulge the situation or yeah. not divulge the depress decrease the situation of the level of intensity of it um, suppress that's the word yeah there you go thank you oh but yeah Suppress or compress the situation, yeah. diffuse the situation, do all yeah. everything that they need to do, stay on top of the things because I mean they've been through this thing for at least thirty years, obviously. Right. <laughs> for <laughs> at least thirty. Um, at least. So I mean, so they're for not forty years. To, yeah, they're not new to this, and then obviously with us walking in that same vein, especially now that we have a sense of like our parents are getting older, things are starting to happen a lot, happen a lot quicker. Um, so we also have kind of. Fell, falling underneath that same mental, especially like how we keep in contact 
with one another. Right. Um, it makes it a lot easier to just kind of not so much get upset about it, but, you know, how to be able to maneuver yeah. um, a little bit easier so that we don't. I mean, because I don't say that we see it. I can't speak for that because I'm not in St. Louis. I don't know what happens all the time. Um, and, I've, you know, I'm not in Pennsylvania. I don't know what happens, you know, so I can't I can't see you out of it because I know for me, when I come down there, um, I obviously have my intentions of who I got to see, who I got to sit under, you know, give my family. I need my family time. Like, right. I don't necessarily want a lot of people over there. Um, and it doesn't even have to be like at this point we have done like we're just cold at it to where we don't even discuss us meeting up. We just end up doing it like it's just like a known thing to do like so that kind of made it a little bit easier too we were a little bit more covert (laughs) (laughs) in some of our media uh uh, some of our meetups especially you know it's kind of hard when you know especially for your parents for me even like everybody wants to see you everybody wants to hang out with you everybody wants some of your time like so it makes it harder for your parents to you know, yeah, definitely does. you know, because they want to split their time and they obviously feel that pressure to split their time with not just their family, but other family, extended family members of the church. So that's definitely something that, you know, we just pray for grace and figure out how to do that, how to have that balance, honestly. Because um, as, far, the, the, as far as it being a nuisance at this point, for me personally, I don't too much. I don't let it carry over from me. When I hang out with y'all, I hang out with y'all. We have become very patient and that's why, we, I don't know, because people end up start like, we now, even if they do come over, we will have the patience enough to wait till they leave and then handle whatever, you know, discuss whatever we need to discuss as a family while we have that time. Because our time literally is precious to us at this very moment. Because we don't, there aren't we can count on our hands in the last five years where we have been all in the same room at the exact same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like it is very vital that we have that 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 time. It's very precious. I so I understand why everybody else and even why I it's annoying to me, you know, that we don't always allot it on this. Especially like when I have the expectation that I'm gonna get to see you, but my time is cut because somebody who ain't agreeing wanted to be all up in your face and, you know, do all this stuff like this. So it's cutting in on my time. Right. right? So, I mean, I definitely understand that, but, you know, heavy is the head that wears a crown, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, so, uh, sorry, guy, I cut this just a little bit short for this episode. Uh, I know we got a little deep there. That, that I know. We're getting on the deep, though. Um, but, of course, like I said the previous episode, y'all gotta wait two weeks. We don't. We gonna continue the conversation, but you gotta wait. So part that two. is the <laughs> so we'll see y'all in part two. Thank you so much for joining us. By all means, go ahead, like, subscribe, all of that good stuff. You know, comment below. Comment below. Um, and share it with whoever you think needs to hear it. All right. Thank you guys so much.